Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. Hey guys, um, welcome. Thank you again. Um, If you are a new listener, I welcome you here. I hope you like this community that we run around in. And for all my, um, you know, my day ones and my continued listeners, my time and time agains, I see you. I love you. (laughs) Anyway, make sure that you guys are following me on the internet because, you know, I like to put some stuff up out there. Now, if you're on Facebook, the page is I'm Just Saying Podcast. If you're on Twitter, you can at me at IJS Podcast. And if it's Instagram, it's Just Saying Podcast. No T in Just Saying, okay? Um... I just want to, you know, I put up a lot of stuff. I would like the interactions to grow. I love it. I love it. I love it. If you guys are trying to reach me and send me Gmail, it's just saying podcast at gmail.com. And that's J-U-S-S-A-Y-I-N podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead on and send me some messages. Y'all, the surviving r kelly is up on the patreon page if you want to go ahead on and listen to that there will be some youtube videos going up you can get the links to that on the on the show notes for either one of those things you can go ahead on and get the links to those things so that we can see each other all over the place subscribe to the patreon guys we're trying to grow this community i know that sometimes it's new to do but it's not expensive at all i promise you i'm asking you for two dollars or five dollars once a month that's not a lot of money you can't even get you could barely get a soda for two dollars anymore you know so and you can't get like a meal from chipotle for five dollars so like i'm trying to give you some stuff for the five you know trying to come out with some uh merch this year and i need some assistance guys y'all come back y'all come here y'all listen help a sister out every now and then you know anyway i got a couple things to talk about so let's get to it so it's been a whole bunch of nonsense going on in the internet um, that I'm just like, what the hell? So let's get into some things. Well, first of all, let me just say that there's been all this controversy apparently from a Burger King commercial. Anybody who is mad at the fact that somebody that Burger King had somebody said was that they're um plant-based impossible burger is damn good y'all all all need to chill out because it is not that serious i promise you it's not like there's so many things going on in the world that are so more serious than the fact that somebody said that a, a, a sandwich was damn good you are not that offended you really are not and if you are offended for the people who are offended you need to come up off yourself because that is ridiculous it's not I I can't even say, I don't even know how many times I can say it's not that serious. Chill out. Like, come on. You, that's, this is where you got, this is where your fight is at. Like, you don't know any other things than, than this. I don't know what to tell you, but it's ridiculous and I don't got time for it. I don't know if I spoke about this on the last episode, but the, our Kelly girlfriends got into a fight 
Azriel and Joycelyn. They got into a fight because these babies are scared, y'all. I'm trying to tell you that they are running wild. They are scared because if you've been living with this man for all these years and now, you know, time's up on all of this because he don't got no money, you got to go home, nobody's paying for this apartment anymore, and you just got done humiliating your family on national TV talking about they want money from your boyfriend who ain't got no money and all of this stuff. You're going to start panicking, especially when you're a 20-year-old and you have no plan. Your whole plan was to just live off of somebody else, and now you have no plan. It's going to be a panic. So that's why these girls started fighting. I'm very upset and saddened by the fact that this was broadcast over the Internet. But, you know, that's what the kids do nowadays. So I guess that's what we do out here in these streets. I see that Ezreal has gone home and she is reunited with her family. And the pictures look cute and everything, but I hope they hurry up and get this girl into some counseling because my control is a hard thing. You can't just go home to your family and they love you about it. That's not how that works. So I'm hoping that the... You know what I really hope? This is this is what I really hope. Whoever has been making the money off of the Surviving R. Kelly doc, I hope they are putting some money in a fund for the counseling and the deprogramming of these young women because we have seen a lot of issues going on with these women. And I believe that if you have been capitalizing off of the profits from making this documentary, I hope they are paying for some counseling for these girls because they will, do, should have it, okay? What else is going on? Oh, Tyler Perry done doubled down on his I write by myself stuff. And I know I spoke about this too on the last episode. See, because the men, they just, you know, they, they, I guess in January of 2020, the men just want to be reckless just because, I don't know. But Tyler Perry doubled down. He, he went on Sway in the Morning and he's basically said that when that he writes by himself that one first of all one he said that he was shocked that a lot of people were coming at him because he was just trying to talk about work ethic and nobody is disputing that it takes a lot of time and work ethic to decide that you're going to write eight scripts what we are disputing are these two things one you don't like write great scripts that's just the truth. I mean, and I don't think that everybody has to be great. So, you know, I think we have to, in order for people to be great, there have to be mediocres. There have to be, you know, um, low level ability. There has to be tears for somebody to be labeled as great. So my expectation is not that he's great. I think that the issue with me is that I think he believes that he his writing is great. And so, you know, you trying to convince me of something that's not a thing is whatever. Because I think that some people should be able to be like, I'm a C-level, but I guess my C's done. And, like, I'm a C-level student, but I work hard for my C's. And all of my people understand that I got to work real hard to get these C's. And so we celebrate any time that I do 
stay consistent. And I think that he stays consistent. And I could rock with that. But my other issue is, Tyler Perry, how you writing stuff about people, but you don't have any connection really. Like, you don't have those people giving you their view. And that's a problem. You know, I think I spoke about this last time, but I'm going to bring it up again just in case I didn't. He got a show called Sisters. That's supposed to be about millennial black women. He ain't that. So your voice, you're coming from a perspective that I don't think you have because you're not a woman. I don't even believe he's a millennial and you ain't 20. So like all three of them, like where, where, where are the stories coming from? Are these just your imagination? I've, I have tried to watch the show. It didn't work for me. Um, but I did watch Lena Waif's show that she had on, which was Boomerang. And that was also some millennials. I felt like that more connected to I have I have 20 somethings and I felt like that show connected more to how the 20 somethings that I know I I have in my home or did have in my home and that I work with a lot of times I feel like their voice was was ringing through on that show I don't really know about these girls or sisters but you know I don't know and the fact that his new show is called bruh when I don't know a lot of the kids calling each other bruh in that way now. So it seemed a little dated. And and I just I feel like also again if you're not gonna if you're not gonna bring in the voices, like we can't get upset with other companies because they don't have diversity on their teams and and people who should speak to all the demographics and then allow Tyler Perry to not do it himself like there should be some women there should be some young people all the other shows have writing teams he said it himself on this on his video that all the other shows have writing teams he don't have one all the other shows have writing teams because they understand that more than one perspective is needed to reach a broader audience and that's why I feel like Tyler you are deliberately trying to be a C student and that is disrespectful to me just saying This story definitely is news in my city. I don't know if it's made it anywhere else yet. And if it hasn't made it anywhere else yet, I'm sure that in somebody else's city, somebody else's state, there's a story very similar to this. There recently was, well, not even was, is going around a petition in my city about the discrimination, hair discrimination at one of the local high schools. Now, this high school is not a public school. It's a Catholic school. But the issue is that it's discrimination based off of racial biases. 
And this has been a big controversy all over the nation. So this particular story may not be news in all of your cities, but but I know y'all done seen this everywhere. In my city, the young there's a young man who goes to the Catholic school. He's an African-American student. He plays football for the Catholic school. Apparently, he has been told and some of the other children have been told that they need to, quote unquote, fix their hair because it does not fall under the hair the dress code guidelines. One of my things really that concerns me is that I don't understand dress code being hair, but... I do understand that people want to say that some people's hair needs to be clean and neat and all these things. But we all know that when you're, especially when you get into high school, there are a lot of children who ain't clean and neat in general. So that, that kind of speaks to itself that you're now pulling this out. But when I, when I read what was presented to me that, I would find online and also where um, it was on the news station Chan um, web page and it was also online was that the policy stated that the children could not have shaved heads, they could not have hairstyles with design patterns, they can't wear weaves, locks, twists, or ponytails, that they cannot have hair covering their eyes or falling below the shirt collar. And I'm assuming that this is supposed to be about just the boys, but it doesn't say, it just says, hair must be its natural color, clean, neatly combed, not totally covering the eyes or ears, or falling below the shirt collar. Sideburns may not extend below the ear or extend forward towards the cheek. Shaved heads or hairstyles with designs, patterns, lines, weaves, spikes, braids, locks, twists, or ponytails are not permitted. Only closely cut sides and tops, military style, are permitted, and hair shall not exceed two and a half inches from the scalp. I think that, number one, some of this is very outdated because this seems like a lot of hippie stuff because none of the, I'm sorry if you're listening, but I don't know if you're listening to me, you don't know I'm rooting for everything black, I don't know what to tell you. But I don't know a lot of white kids who are walking around, especially white boys who are walking around with hair in their eyes and long hair, you know, like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Like, nobody's doing that anymore. So a lot of these definitely shaved heads. How many of the white boys are you seeing walking around with shaved heads? Seriously, like, let's, let's be for real. So a boy, a young man is not allowed to have a bald head. He's not allowed to have patterns in his hair. He's not allowed to have braids. He's not allowed to have locks. He's not allowed to have twists. And weaves aren't even for boys. I don't know why that's in there if they're trying to tell me that that's for boys. So that's speaking to a lot of our African-American girls. And ponytails, I don't know 
how that is a distraction. A lot of this, I'm confused by why we would even make this seem like it is a distraction for learning. If I have, I currently myself have locks in my hair. I have been told that just by me having locks is a sign of aggression. I'm okay with that if that's what that is, but I just kind of feel like, so my hair growing out of my head and attaching itself to itself is aggressive. I don't understand how. Now, I do get, let me go quickly, I do get that there are people who would be like, well, if that was the rules and they knew what the rules were, why would they go to that school? Let me help you. There are a lot of times when there are some of our African-American boys, they will get recruited to what are seen as better schools because the school wants to profit from them by having them play football for the school. We know colleges do it, but we can't act like um, high schools don't do it. High schools will do it. And our public schools are failing our children. So a lot of times, if children have the opportunity to get a better education, which would more, more likely get them into and at least more prepared for college, parents are gonna go for that. Students are gonna go for that. But then to have this racially discriminatory rules is racist. I, there's no other way to say it. So I was speaking to my brother yesterday and he was saying, yeah, but if you knew what the rule was, and I'm saying, I understand that. But at some point when some things are wrong, they need to be challenged, knew what the rules were or not. And how can we challenge them? We say things like, you know, you got to be inside the system to make the system work. So so people have to be inside to say, Ayo, this, a, this rule doesn't make sense. Also, also, for me, why they just not enforcing this rule? It's January. I mean, why are we just not coming up with it? The boy done been there all this time. Why is it just now coming? Football season is over and now they say fix your hair. Is that what's happening now? I don't know for sure because I don't follow sports, but I believe that they start playing football when the school year starts. So after he didn't played, now they saying cut your hair. I don't understand. I'm confused. Now, New York last year, let me make sure because it may have been 98. Nope. In 2019, in New York, the, the rules have changed. They have a ban on discrimination based on hair, which just kind of means that you cannot be harassed, punished, or fired because of the style of your hair. Because they have realized that it's discriminatory and it is racist to decide that black people cannot wear their hair in their ethnic hairstyles. To tell somebody that you can only wear your hair straight and um, cut like, you know, short is discriminatory. That's not how my hair grow. And so that means that if, if I need my hair to be straight, 
for the corporate world or wherever you want me to be, then that means that I need to put a lot of chemicals in my hair to make you comfortable. And that doesn't make sense. No, Becky, you need to now understand that this is how my hair does and this is what my cultural does, my culture does. And so I can be culturally correct for my life and still be efficient at my job. Like those two things work together. It's not like, and to say it is a distraction, I feel like it's the same thing where they say, like, women need to cover up their knees with their skirts so that we don't distract men, so that men don't think about raping us at work. Like, that doesn't make sense. It's the same as, like, you need to make sure that your hair looks just like Heather's so that when she comes in, she doesn't feel aggressed by your, (laughs) aggressed is my own word, she doesn't feel aggressed by your hair, which means then she can't get her work done because she's nervous that you might try to pop off at her or something instead of just fouling your paperwork. I don't understand. Those things don't make sense. This is a day and age where things have got to change. And one of the problem is, is that society is uncomfortable because things have to change. Every time the things have to change, society gets uncomfortable. And I'm trying to be nice by calling society instead of saying white people because the truth is is white people be getting upset whenever black people start being like, nah, dog, I'm really just going to be like the real me today. And then white people be like, oh, dang, we tried to make y'all be something else and now don't. And I'm just not speaking, I'm speaking in general, but I do not naturally, I do not believe that every white person is a bad person. I do not believe that every black person is a good person. What I am saying is that I don't know why people are shocked that our babies are always the ones in the forefront. Most of the time when things are changing is because the younger generations are stepping up and being like, I ain't with this. Then we get a little comfortable, some things change, and then we get a little comfortable, and then another group of young people come, and they be like, I know we got all of these things, but we still don't got, you know what I'm saying? And I just think it's crazy that in 2020, we still asking, can we wear our hair in styles that we are comfortable with? I just, I mean, (laughs) it's our hair. It grow out of our head. And I can't decide. You are uncomfortable at work feeling like, especially most of these jobs, we don't see the public. Like, we all just in the office together. So if I wear my locks to the job, how am I distracting you from getting your work done? Because we ain't going to talk about how your hair is all over the place because you run your fingers through it a lot to, like, make sure that it's not getting mad at itself. And then now I have strings of hair on my shirt, on my pants, in my food, on the table at the break room, on the computer, um the keyboard like those things happen too and so but but nobody cares that we are uncomfortable by those things you know so because your hair isn't aggressive but apparently my hair is aggressive and while we talking about it 
if you dare. I also saw the video. If y'all didn't see it, go hit on and Google it. There is a video that has just been going around recently of an African-American. I don't even know if she's African-American. She black. I can tell you that. Her skin tone is brown. Woman in an office with some European people putting their hands through her hair. If you are not a brown skin or darker person listening to this and nobody has told you this before now, I don't know how you got here, but welcome. <laughs> do not do that. Do not put your hands in nobody's hair. It is disrespectful. Our hair is not your plaything. We are not here on display. I don't care if you don't get it. You do not you get to use your fingers to figure it out. Do not even ask. Don't say something like, oh, my gosh, can I touch it? Do you ask your friends? Well, maybe you do. Some of us do, so I won't go there. But I was going to say, do you ask your friends if you touch their boobs when they get boob jobs? But if I had a friend who had a boob job, I probably would try to touch ask if I could touch her boobs because I never felt fake boobs but anyway it doesn't matter you are not allowed to ask people can you touch their hair you can comment on their hair and you can ask questions about their hair and if they offer to let you touch it then you may because again we are not on display for you at work we do not get dressed for you to decide that you want to come to the petting zoo which may be my cubicle desk space you are not keep your hands to yourself stop touching us you can't just walk up to pregnant women and if y'all are doing that don't do that either you can't just walk up to pregnant women and touch their belly treat my hair the same way people have done it to me because again i have locks and my locks are blonde and so people are just like oh i just want to touch it i just want to see what it feel like uh no oh excuse me i'm gonna put my hair just so you know excuse me no don't mm -mm. i gotta dodge people a lot sometimes i'm even so uncomfortable that i just feel like i should put my hair up because once they see it down and it's length and everything people just feel like maybe they could just reach out and touch somebody's hair don't not mine don't do it you can't let's leave it alone this whole hair situation for me is a big issue just because I have always tried to teach my children about you know loving all of themselves and you know NDRE came out with that I am not my hair song but I am my hair and I because I rocked with that song for a long time but part of me is my hair part of my expression of me is my hair my hair does not make me beautiful but i am beautiful with my hair okay and so because i've been trying to teach my children that well they grown now so if they ain't learned it yet they're going to learn on their own but i have always been like you know do what makes you feel good and if they are told when they go into the world that what makes you feel good is not acceptable then because it makes another ethnicity uncomfortable, 
that teaches them that they need to placate to other people. And that's not how this works. Do I feel like, and I, I, I suppose there might, might be a fine line, because do I feel like people should, you know, be presentable? Yes. But I have come to this struggle of why is everything that is good and nice and considered proper only based off of European standards when we continue to call ourselves kings and queens? Those people do not look like corporate America. The kings and queens that we are saying we are and that we would like to pattern ourselves behind do not look like European corporate America. And so when we say you are a queen, but your queen, your your royal dress should look like Queen Elizabeth's outfit. I don't believe it. So if you want to sign the petition for this young man or these boys, I think it's more than one boy. The picture only shows one young man. But if you want to sign the petition, you can go on the WPXI.com page and it is up there to, um, and I'm not a fan of WPXI, but the petition is there. If not, you could just Google um, Pittsburgh Pub, no, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh PA student hair discrimination and it'll come up. You'll see it if you would like to sign the petition to at least have the policy reevaluated because right now I just think that it's a little racially biased. I agree with a lot of the people. I do understand that if you don't like the rules at certain places, then you shouldn't go. But the opportunities sometimes are great. And sometimes places just need an understanding that some of the things you're doing are aggressive to some a lot of your demographic and so you because we are in 2020 some rules need to change just saying this past week has been very interesting for me because my mom got sick and had to go had to be admitted into the hospital when you are helping your parent in their later years, at some point you become their parent. And it's very interesting to be 40 and in that situation, or even anybody else, because I know some people who are in their late 30s who do this as well, who have you know had to start doing this as well. When you have to become your parent's parent, there's a lot of struggle, and so a lot of the stuff that I try to tell her, she don't want to listen to because I ain't the boss of her. And it's interesting because I just got to a phase where I don't have to tell 
my children what to do anymore you know like because they're all 18 and up so it's like not like I'm like telling them what to do I'm just kind of some things I know that they're doing and I'm like ah you probably shouldn't do that I'm at the same phase with my mom but my mom is kind of like I ain't 20 and I only do something what to do I'm grown and I know what I want and I'm kind of like yeah I know you think you know all the stuff but this stuff you don't see and I do and so I'm trying to help you so it's very interesting that at one point in life your children and your parents kind of meet up with the needs from you I've had a lot of downtime here at the hospital and I've just been thinking about a lot of things. I've been thinking about, you know, when you hit your 40s and you kind of realize like, okay, I think I kind of know me now. Like I'm, she cute. <laughs> she, like she really cute though. And, and I like her and I'm in, and, and, and I like where I'm standing as far as my belief systems and my morals and my standards. And, you know, I'm not willing to date them same raggedy people I was willing to date before. And I'm looking for a higher caliber relationship and, you know, I may not even be happy with the kind of job I had before because I need something more fulfilling for my spirit. And you are more in tune with like your soul and like your spirit and whatever religion you are, you still are in tune with your inner self more. And so you get to those bases and then it's like, boom, emergency. And then you go back to like, I don't know if I'm prepared for these kind of things, but it's great because you are. Because so many life situations up until now have prepared you and you didn't even know you were prepared for for such things. And I just kind of was like, wait a minute, I'm prepared. Like I have been questioning myself all of 2019. Am I good enough? Am I prepared to do this? Am I capable? Will people care? You know, all those things. And then when this emergency hit, and I had all this downtime, I was just kind of like, I am prepared. And if pushed, I would do the, the important things. So how do I harness pushing myself? And I don't know yet, but that is my new goal. <laughs> like my new goal for next month is to just figure out like how do I make myself feel the push like it is an emergency because really it is an emergency for me to be more it's an emergency for all of us to be more like we need to be stronger and better inside ourselves like we feel that all the time it's like I want to do more I want to work out more I want to I don't know. I want to work out. I want to read more. I want to learn more. I want to present myself as more like, you know, I want to do more. I want to go more places. I want to, you know, be more fulfilled. Like more is a big conversation in my life, my friends, when I'm having conversations with those people, when I'm reading things on the Internet. So, you know, I just want to be able to harness all that I have inside of me and, um, Pray for me, y'all, because we still going to be here for a couple of days. Following your dreams is a lonely, solitary, scary, dangerous pursuit. You can't wait for somebody to think you can do it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they, they, because they don't think you can do nothing they can't do. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's a lonely, mm. scary, 
dangerous pursuit and you got to be willing to risk everything to become that seed of what you believe you gotta be is in there. Uh-huh. You got to be, be fearless. fearless. You got to be relentless. If you ain't been on the Internet all week, you probably missed that. But if you have, I'm sure that most of you have seen this clip circulating. This is a clip an interview from Sway in the Morning with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. They were, they're on their, you know, um, bad boy run, which comes out on the 17th. They, they are on, you know, on the bad boy run. But anytime that Will Smith is interviewed, he always gives out wonderful, inspirational, motivational quotes. And so this quote has been one that's been circulating. And I have just, not that this is one of those where it's like, aha, he said a thing. But it is one of those things now for me that I have been trying to come to terms with myself. One, that I need to stop waiting for other people to validate my dreams. And I realize that I have been spending like all of the last, at least five years trying to get other people to buy into my dream. But what I was doing the other day was having a conversation with one of my friends and I realized that you don't have to have people to buy into your dream if people buy into you. And so I know a lot of my friends don't, their aspirations aren't to do and be what I want to do and be, but they believe in me. So when I try to tell them some of the things that I want to do, it's kind of like they can't see them because that's not in the direction that they look. It's not that I'm saying they're not smart enough to see them. It's not that I'm saying like they don't have an imagination. It's just that they don't, they don't look in my direction. So they can't see down my road. And I don't need to keep on waiting for them to turn and shift to see down my road. If they just telling me like, I think you're going to be great, go do it. I don't need to keep being like, yeah, but you know, like I want you to like, but but do you, do you see how I want to do it? Because I went to the movies the other day and when I went to the movies, I was watching the actors and I was saying to myself, you have to be an actor. You have to develop a character and then become that character. Then you go to work and become that character all day and you go home. And sometimes you got to like, you know, talk to your friends, go to events talk to your family. You can't be that character then. So you have to come out of that. Right. But then your people will then be able to see you being a character on TV or on the big screen. And they have to respect that whatever voice you use, whatever way you walk, whatever facial expressions, how evil you may play a part. They have to respect that you, that, that, lives inside of you too right but they don't have to buy in they don't have to be calling you like they don't um I don't know anybody who plays like a murderer on tv your their friends don't have to keep calling them being like hey killer you know like they just it's what you do and it's separate but they respect you 
and they respect what you do, even though they may not be trying to be actors, they may not be trying to be in film, those are still your friends. And, you know, an actor doesn't have to wait for their friends to be convinced that they are these characters. They just go hit on and do them. I don't know why so many of us are waiting for all of these people. And I realized a lot of the people that I'm waiting to, like, validate my ability to do something are people who don't validate any of the things that I do now like or maybe not validate or maybe it's just like there are people who I'm like I just don't know if they're like if 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 this will be okay for them and it's like one those people I don't plan to see when I get to my next phase and two they not like, they're not cheerleading for me now. It's like, it's not like whatever I'm doing now in life. Like, it's not like they're like, look at you going to work every day, clocking in to the job. Like, they're not doing, they're not cheering for that every day anyway. So what difference do it make if they don't cheer for me doing something that I really want to do? I understand that it's lonely now and I thought that you needed to bring everybody down the road with you, but this ain't the Wizard of Oz. Like, you can't take all your friends easing on down the road with you. You just kind of got to go, and then when you get down the road, you could call your people and be like, hey, you trying to fly over here or not? And I should know this because my friends are fearless people, even though they be scared of stuff, and I be talking to them, and they talk about their fear. But, like, my friends step out and do things. Until the other day, I didn't think I was one of those people, but I talked to somebody and she started telling me like all this stuff that she felt like was she was impressed about me. And I was like, I mean, I was doing those things, but I didn't think those things were impressive or inspirational to anybody. And she was like, no, because like I wouldn't do that. But I think that it's so cool that you did it. And I'm like, okay, so I'm on a road and I didn't even realize that I was on a road that I, you know, that I'm on. So I think I'm just saying we don't have to wait. Just, I agree with Will Smith. You do not have to wait for your people to validate what you want to do. Do that thing, man. And if the people, if you do it and you're successful at it and and there are people who don't respect that, then you need, like, don't rock with those people. You got to rock with people who respect your attempts even when they you don't make it even if you don't make it to exactly where you want to go yet failures are just practice for the success and so oh write that down so <laughs> failures are practice for success so even if you quote unquote fail it's a lesson that you're going to need for when you succeed and that is the goal is to get all these lessons so that when you succeed, you are very much equipped to handle all of the situations that come up. You know what I mean? And that, you know, with your success, one of my friends had a business. The business was cool. It was running. It was doing its thing. And then after a while, they felt like it wasn't uh, generating enough income that to, to continue to proceed with the amount of time that it was going to take, right? Now, some so they shut it down. Some people would say, 
but so they failed and I'm like no you didn't fail like you tried you did what you needed to do it just wasn't you know everything that you wanted it to be and so you sat it down that doesn't mean you can't ever pick it up and try to revisit it again it doesn't mean that the people were not satisfied with the the quality of your work it just means that it didn't grow like you wanted it to but that's just practice it's practice for the next venture and now you know some things that you will do better and some things that you will do less and again y'all everything don't gotta be great it just gotta be at least good and some things just have to be just tried it don't even have to be good it just has to be attempted that's how we move forward is you have to make an attempt at some of these things you want to do. Nobody got to where they were because they was just chilling. I mean, there are some socialites who do get where they are just because their parents had some money. But they still got to put in some work. They still got to get their outfits together. They still got to get a look together. They still have to have a personality when they're out there in the streets. They still have to be presentable. They still have to be present. So there is always work in anything you want to do. So you just attempt. We're going to make attempts now. Because if Tyler Perry could do C work and, and make millions of dollars trillion billions of dollars almost and open up a sound studio a production company and do all of these he could write eight shows that we all questioning then hell i know i could put out my c work and somebody gonna like it but that's just me and i'm just saying